Hey there, Zesty Boys, and welcome back to the Zesty Podcast. My name, of course, is Tony, and today I'm joined by Mr. Joey Becknell. How you doing, Joey? You know, I'm well. It's a good day. It's a good day. It's a little chilly outside. Absolutely. Woke up with a little nip in the air. A little nip. See, I didn't think it would be that cold until, like, I was letting my dog out this morning with just, like, underwear on. I opened it and just, like, nipples like diamonds. And all the neighbors (laughs) started plotting. I I always wait until the, like, middle school bus comes around just to, like, let the dog out. Bingo. You just flex a little bit. <laughs> you like that little mill? <laughs> Go Mustangs. Yeah, little mill Mustangs. If anyone wants to locate, hey man, us. little mill girls are hot. North girls are not. Little pill is what oh, we call it. Stop. <laughs> there was little pill. Uh, I don't even remember the other one. Potwell. Potwell. I was trying to remember what that one's called. The, the North have anything? They. Everyone tried to make Horth. Horth. <laughs> Yeah. For scythe work. <laughs> or the for <laughs> I was talking to uh, my little sister, though, who's uh, still deep in that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, Is she in middle school? Uh, she's in ninth grade. Okay. So she's uh, only recently removed, but definitely <laughs> still uh, a part of it. And she fucking um, hates the kids from Little Mill at <laughs> school. It's ridiculous. Really? <laughs> yes. They're like, oh, they're all a bunch of druggies. And I just said, <laughs> How are they druggies? <laughs> well, I said, I was like, um, they are only druggies because their name is can rhyme pill. with Little Pill. <laughs> I think, like, there was maybe one kid when I was in Little Mill who may have, like, saw weed once in middle <laughs> school. And, like, fuck, they're a bunch of druggies. Exactly. Uh, and then, meanwhile, she's like, yeah, and all the girls at North are sluts. And then all the girls at Lakeside are sluts, <laughs> Fucking <too>. Lake. <laughs> just sluts and druggies. <laughs> like, North Forsyth High School is going to shit. <laughs> exactly. And I told her, man, freaking... I guess eight or nine years ago when I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, that's kind of cool. Well. <laughs> yeah, eight or nine years ago, I was. it was the same thing when we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, But she believes it. She believes it to be religion. Fucking that sluts. <laughs> Little Mill and Otwell are druggies. It's like the uh, underground tunnels of Las Vegas and North Forsyth High School these days. Bingo. Just people hitting Thor's silver hammer chasing the dragon on their way to first period. That's what I'm talking about. Studying the dumb green Yoda. You know what I'm mm, saying? That sticky, icky, icky. Danky, panky, baby. <laughs> I can't think of any more creative weed names. I don't know. I don't I, if I sat long enough, I could start making some up. Yeah, the chronic. That's <laughs> the a good chronic. one. That's a good one. <laughs> the uh, immobilizer. <laughs> yeah, I, I would believe that that was a real one. Oh, yeah. I have never been in a situation where I've been smoking weed and said like, "Man, this chronic's good." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I did, I would not be invited back. <laughs> no. Well, chronic just sounds so intense to me. The chronic. It's not weed. <laughs> <laughs> that chronic. <laughs> it sounds like some sort of like a ancient Greek titan or something yeah. called chronic. <laughs> chronic has risen. <laughs> That's what Snoop Dogg smokes, the chronic. Oh, yeah. And Dr. Dre, I bet he smokes chronic. Probably, and uh, I don't know. Ice Cube, <laughs> back when he was a rapper. Little Breezy, Dreezy, McSqueezy. Dude, I'm, you hear his new track on SoundCloud? Yeah, what was it called? It was called... Scissorp. <laughs> Scissorp. And it's just him going, yeah, and like that scissor the whole time. And yeah. It's just a, a fat, fat, wet bass beat going. Deep. And it is art. It, it is art. It is. He got that weird tattoo of just like 
a butt right on his Bingo. it's like one cheek on each side of his nose he's like my nose is the asshole he always says that in interviews mm-hmm. and even when not prompted society. i mean he's just a creative like it's so beautiful that kids have such a outlet to express themselves especially kids from lower income where historically they haven't really had great outlets to express themselves creatively mm-hmm. soundcloud has really brought that to our generation I absolutely mm-hmm. you're absolutely right yeah i can't tell if you're being serious or not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep it where you can't tell <laughs> i like to ride that gray area like ride that green dragon that baby. green dragon <laughs> um, i like your haircut oh thank you when'd you get it about a week ago okay so it's like i always hate when i get a haircut like at first but yeah. then, like, you give it, like, a little time to grow, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, and then we're, we're where we want to be. Right, and my barber told me, um, because I, I go, at times, months without getting a haircut. Oh, me for sure. Um, and the same lady cuts my hair, and I, I like her a lot. Her name's Amanda, and she just, she gives it to me straight mm. every time. Joey, you're, you're goddamn ugly. <laughs> I'll try. Just last time I was in there, I told her, I'm thinking about growing a mustache. What do you think? And she just, <laughs> she immediately told me, absolutely not. You do not have the face for it. Absolutely You're going not. to look like a pedophile. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I, I will not give you one. She literally said, I will not allow that. Like, Do you, do you go to the American Barber? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I started going there per your recommendation, and that's why I've gone for the past like year and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't they cut you one time? Yeah they did that this lady was like because they do like the instead of doing like trimmers like to shave your neck they do you like a straight razor yeah and she was just going i felt like a little nick i was like oh and then like she like swiftly i looking back on it like puts maybe put something on it or just kind of like wiped it off with like a towel but mm-hmm. then when i got in the car i was looking at the back of my hair and there was just like this huge red gash from where she <laughs> cut me with a straight oh, razor boy. and d- didn't even tell me that she did <laughs> And now, last time I went, yeah, <laughs> last time I did, uh, I went. They did the straight razor, and they she like straight razored around my ears too, which was kind of crazy. And the whole time, I was thinking like, she's gonna cut me, she's gonna cut me. And she didn't. And it was nice. Do you know who you had? Um, one time it was like a, a Hispanic lady. I don't know who it was. I know who you're talking. Yeah, about. and then the next time I went, I got had this motorcycle lady who had like skulls and stuff, and she's great. That's Amanda. Really, that's I, Amanda. I go to Amanda. Yeah, every time. Amanda knows how to cut. And I actually said I went in with like a huge just like mop of hair because I'm like uh, just cut it to make me look cool. She's like, honey, I don't think I can <laughs> do that. And I'm like, ah, Amanda. Oh, Amanda. But she gave me a good cut, and she was talking about like going to like bike week and stuff like that oh, in yeah. Daytona and how it's terrible, <laughs> just a tourist trap. <laughs> She told me um, in the middle, you know how she's got all the skulls in front of yeah. her? That's like her thing, I mm-hmm. guess. They always decorate. She's not there. like other girls. Yeah, no, she's not like other girls. <laughs> she's quirky. She's a quirky um, one. But um, I asked her about the skulls one time, and she and she said uh, that skulls, she finds skulls beautiful because there's no skin. It just is what it is. That's and what I a serial like, killer would say. It's <laughs> just like, whoa. I think that was a direct quote from an interview with serial killer Ed Kemper. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> honestly. I wouldn't put it past her. She's got all those straight razors, and she mm. knows how to use yeah. them, let me tell you. I want to, like, I've been using a double-edged safety razor to shave, like one where mm-hmm. you just kind of have, like, that rectangle razor blade and just, like, use do, like, a wet shave every time I shave. Just because it it feels so much nicer than it really does. Like you can cut yourself like a lot easier than using like re- regular stuff, but like I just feel so fresh mm-hmm. after I wet shave myself. 
And I use this, uh, I got a new aftershave balm called uh, Dapper Dragon Scale Polish. Wow. It has a lot of menthol in it, and so it makes your face all like ride cool right dragon. afterwards. Ride that dragon, baby. <laughs> baby come on. Chasing it. The first time this was great. This sponsored by Ride That Dragon. <laughs> this po- podcast is sponsored by dragons. And dra- Speaking of dragons. Okay. How do you feel about the game Dungeons and Dragons? I already know the answer, but yeah, how do you, you do feel about it? do already know the answer. I think it's incredible. I think it's an We talked about creative outlets earlier. Mm-hmm. Man, you talk about a creative outlet. Oh yeah. We've been playing together now probably close to 5 years coming up on it. Cause we started yeah. senior year of high school, I would say, right around mm-hmm. there. And I've enjoyed every second of it. Oh man, me too. We've I- gone through a lot of people in our yeah, sessions i feel like absolutely me and you have kind of been a constant the backbone the backbone well we've got great uh on-screen chemistry oh we do and off-screen i wish we would record Bounce our sessions wow, wow. If, if i had like six more cameras we could be the next critical absolutely. role absolutely absolutely oh man did you you watch critical role sometimes oh, I, 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 I don't watch role. it religiously but like i'll watch episodes and mm-hmm. stuff there's like a huge fan base behind it too. Like people write fan fictions and shit about the critical oh, yeah. role characters. Like that's just a whole another level of role playing games. <laughs> yeah, and their episodes are like four hours. Oh long. yeah, they're hard. Like yeah, they're very good. Like <clears throat> whatever his name, Matt Mercer is just a phenomenal DM game master. Yeah, McCree. Um, but everyone he plays with are... Uh, is he McCree's voice? Yeah, he is. Oh, because I saw... He posted something on Instagram recently where he was just, like, in, like, the desert and said, it's high noon, mm-hmm. and that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he is he is masterful, though, like you said. And all the people he plays with, too, it's oh, like yeah. he only plays with voice actors. Yeah, so it's like, like, they're voice actors, so they already have, like, that amount of depth to their character. But then they're also, like... People don't realize how much, like, emotion and, like, acting actually goes into voice acting. A lot of people just think it's, like, oh, they're just kind of sitting around on couches, like, oh, look, I'm Peter Griffin. That was my <laughs> Peter Griffin impression. Pretty good. Yeah. But it's actually, like, really, like, they do tons of takes. Like, they, like, stand up, like, do, like, like if you watch, like, mm-hmm. bo- like videos of voice actors, they're, like, really getting into oh, it. Oh, absolutely. That's, like, ADR in the film world is something, something, something. It's basically when you were, I cannot remember, that was on a test once, but, like, if I'm recording you, like, on a train from this far, from, like, half a mile away, I can't hear you, and so afterwards, you'll come in to, like, a studio, we'll play the video up, and you just make the noises you were making during it and put that in post, Hmm. and so, like, there's videos of um, Hugh Jackman is uh, Wolverine, right? That's right. And he's like watching like the fight scene and stuff, and just going like through all like the like doing like all, okay, all the same stuff saying. that he did during the fight, just so it's a more crisp sound and sounds much better. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy because you wouldn't even it all sounds. They're such good actors; it just sounds like that's what's happening. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's mm. definitely some highbrow acting. Highbrow acting. Do you have any going back to D and D? Got off on a little tangent there. Do you have any uh, favorite? What's your favorite part about Dungeons and Dragons? If you could, in short, or in long, this is a long form talk show. Absolutely. Um, my favorite is probably um, my favorite moments are moments where it's uh seems meaningless and we're just like in a bar or a pub or bartering with a shopkeeper. I think that that breeds the best like, um banter mm-hmm. and stuff role of play. that nature. yeah just role really playing. getting a feel for your character mm-hmm. um i'm really not good at uh combat banter like, yeah <laughs> i don't i can't think of like and unless it's just like kind of i don't even think we've ever done this like 
give me a heel or something like that. It's yeah. kind of just it's almost just like every time we like I don't know. I feel like we run combat wrong. <laughs> I think we do too. Like, but because there's a, definitely a ton of meta gaming in it. Like meta gaming for those who don't know is kind of like a little bit cheating where you know something that your character wouldn't necessarily know and then you use that to your advantage. Like, let's say Joey gets hit by a poison arrow. He wouldn't know, your character might not know that it's poison, but if you have an anti-poison spell, if there is one, you could use that to heal them. Mm-hmm. And if you do that without knowing it's a poison arrow, then it's kind of metagaming. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's the only, we, like we don't even really talk to each other during combat at all. No, we suck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's like immediately where I get lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, like waiting on my turn during combat. Yeah, it's kind of everyone's doing their own solo thing during combat instead of working as a team. Mm-hmm. Like we never use any like the help action or like I don't even know <laughs> anything like that. And God forbid if like you said you're a support character during combat, you have got a boring yeah. stint of time. You just sit back and throw heals and whatnot. Yeah. Um. And like you said, I'm sure there's like a there's a more refined way to do it and mm-hmm. we have not discovered it <laughs> yeah not yet we will one day hopefully mm-hmm. but i'm still waiting for this session to get started the one that we've I been planning for four weeks that. now like, yes i have like a whole character made backstory like mm-hmm. it's it's like i didn't want to flesh him out too much i kind of wanted to flesh him out like during session zero session one kind of right. work off of the other characters and stuff because i feel like in the past i've created this like <clears throat> character who's very like complete and then you throw them in with other very complete characters it's like oh how how are these guys a team and stuff right. and so i kind of went like here's basic outline here's like basic everything like kind of stuff how i would play him but when i get to like hang out with you guys and actually play then we can kind of figure out how he melds into the team if that makes sense right my friend chris chris voith who i've brought up on this podcast before he watches it on youtube and he sent me a picture or a video watching it and zoomed into my hands and said, if you watch the hands, it's the best part of the podcast. And now I'm really self-conscious on what I do with my hands. Oh, boy. I yeah. don't, there's no telling what I've been doing this whole time before <laughs> I, you said I, that. I've been doing this a few times, this little <clears throat> cross-hatched finger. <laughs> I keep adjusting my watch, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure our friend Chris yeah, will see that. Our friend Chris. He's very friendly. He's a, he's a good salesman. I, you can never tell if he actually likes you because he's really good at selling himself. Huh. Yeah, Chris. I don't trust that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't. I keep that guy far I, away. Every time I hang out with him, I feel like I joined a pyramid scheme. Like, oh, yeah? Yeah. Which I didn't, I, I, that wasn't supposed to be a segue, but it is a pretty good segue. I went to a pyramid scheme basically recently. Basically recently. It was, It's not, it's like a weird kind of square pyramid because like, what it was, I went in, like, applied on uh, LinkedIn, like, applied to their website, immediately got a text back saying, oh, you've been, like, chosen to come for an interview. <laughs> and um, so I went in for the interview, uh, met with this dude named Austin, like, big ass, like, probably 6'8". Like, he, he was, like, an ex-college like, football player. And apparently he says that he played in the NFL, but upon research, it's he, didn't, he never did play in the NFL. He didn't get drafted or anything. But... Um, he like met with me, this big dude, really fast talker, really charismatic, and like was just like bam, 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 drawn pictures on my resume. Like this is where you start. You gotta get from A to D. You'll get from there in five to nine months. It used to take three years. All this stuff, and he's like, all right, I'll see you. Um, you'll get a call back between four and seven if you get a second interview, and just like shoved me out the door. I didn't get to ask any questions. I'm like wow, 
this is definitely a pyramid scheme. Yeah. And then got the call back. He's like, Anthony, you've been selected. You're top seven of the 1,100 applicants. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I'm really talented. <laughs> what am I doing here and, then? <laughs> and, uh, what on my resume did you like? The fact that it said ice cream man at Cold Stone or <laughs> kitchen worker at pizzeria? <laughs> I'm ready for this high-level sales job. Um, and so <laughs> I, I went back for the second – well, the second interview is – you have to dress. He said, "Dress professionally. Wear comfortable shoes. I'm not going to be wearing my high shoe, high high heel shoes." Haha. And then like hung up. And then so I wore like a suit and stuff. And he brought me in at like 12. I went and he's like, "It's going to be a day in the life." I went. He took me back. Um, me and this other girl were coming in for our second interviews. This girl was black. This is important later. And okay. so, so so we go back. If I forget to say it now, I'm just going to sound racist. But. Um, if we go back, this Austin guy's like, okay, I'm going to introduce you guys to the most important people you're going to meet today. I'm not going to be on this interview. It's going to be them. They're my like level. They're my number two guys. And he brings us back, one black guy, one white guy who's blonde. And he's like, hey, th- th-, like, and he was like, stood the girl in front of the black guy, stood me in front of the blonde guy. And like, we shook each other's hand and introduced ourselves. I went to shake the black guy's hand. He's like, oh, we'll have time for that later. And then immediately I went with the blonde guy and she went with the black guy. And I never saw them again. Like, I don't know that guy's name. I don't know her name. It was completely different. Like, this is definitely like a pandery thing, mm-hmm. like, to make us feel more comfortable, I guess. Like, matching you with someone who looks very similar to you. They want you to see you. Exactly. In their yeah, for yeah. sure. And um, we got, like, this guy was, he was 22, or he was like 21, I think. And he was very, like, just very fast talker again like pretty charismatic very, but very salesman-y where he's like ah oh, haha like uh, like making jokes out of everything making mm-hmm. you feel like real comfortable <laughs> and stuff and then we got in how hit, dare he yeah how dare he how dare we he? got in his car and he's like all right i'm gonna take you to the event and it was just like explaining things and there was this one guy who was sitting in the uh pat uh, the passenger seat of his car and he's like hey bud I need you to get in the back and it was just this dude and he's like okay and got in the back and then we drove over there dude in the back didn't say a single thing <laughs> and um we drove over like he's like talking about like steph curry and shit and like talking to, i don't know just like sales stuff and i guess he thought Guys i was a, he thought i was like a sports guy and was trying to relate to me with sports we get to and he's like and he's like okay the event's coming up um my friend shane in the past told me he went to this pyramid scheme thing and he like wore a suit and everyone was wearing suits and as soon as they got like he was like and my friend shane said we went to this event and it was just a best buy and they all changed into xfinity t-shirts and then we went into a best buy and that is exactly i think i texted you or yeah com- I, texted I was you so during this. confused i was trying to remember who told me this but this was the exact same thing we got to a best buy and they all changed into xfinity gear <laughs> and then they were just like selling xfinity at a best buy and they made me do all this stupid shit like all right go find a product that's worth under twenty dollars make it so that it'll be worth four times the amount and write me a marketing plan on how to make a million dollars in one year doing this like fill out all these different like boxes and stuff and i did that for two hours and then and he's like oh, then I'll, I'll go with the debriefing then we'll go to lunch and all this stuff i do that and the entire like two hour thing was just to distract me while he was selling xfinity and then to come over and like be like so when you're paying your workers it's much better to do commission right like salary's dumb like hourly's dumb because commission's great and i was like okay like i was just kind of going along with him because i wanted to see where he was going mm-hmm. and so basically, like that's when the first I was like, okay, it's definitely a pyramid scheme because it's all commission based. And so 
we end up going to lunch, and he's like, all right, we're going to Zaxby's. And then we go to Zaxby's. He's like, make sure you get it to go. I got it to go. No one else got food. He just took me to Zaxby's and, like, told me to get Zaxby's and then made me eat it at a Best Buy. And then he also drove me from the office to the Best Buy so that I couldn't leave, like, so that I had to stay there. Like, I was trapped. If I wanted to leave, I would have had to be like, hey, can we go home? And then Mm -hmm. he would have been like, well, all this other stuff. And then... It was basically just him selling Xfinity and showing me how he sells Xfinity for the rest of the time. And I got back, we got back to the office at like 8 9 o'clock. And so it had already been like almost a nine hour day of me just not doing anything. I went back in, big tall guy's like, all right. All right they made me fill out this like 13 page questionnaire or 13 question qu- answer questionnaire to see if I was fit for the company. And I, per- I purposely answered two questions wrong just to see what they do. He took the uh, sheet back, came back out. He's like, so he answered these two wrong. I'll let you change your answers. And then, like, he let me change my answers to the right <laughs> answers. And then I, I went back. The big tall guy's like, well, I can't offer you the position because I didn't see you at all today. So I have to go talk to him and see. And they went and talked for like five minutes, and they both came back in. And he's like, how do you think, how do you, think you did? I'm like, I think I did amazing. And he's like, it's because you did. You're probably the, one of the top five best applicants we've ever had here. You got the job and stuff. And... <laughs> Um, this whole time I was like, like he was wearing me down. He's like, you'll be making at level one. It'll take five, like up to five weeks. You'll be in level one. You'll be making $800 a week. Level two, you'll be there bulk of the time, two to six months. You'll be making $900 a week. Level three, that's where I am. You'll be making $2,000 a week. You'll be there for about two months. And then when you get to the top level, you're a manager and you open your own branch. And so you, you like start your own pyramid basically. And then you'll be making about forty-eight dollars to $8,000 a week. And I was like, wow, this sounds good. And I was just, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, well, if I do this, it's definitely a pyramid scheme. But if I'm making that much, it's like I'll, like, I'll probably be making minimum wage. And that's what I'm making at a restaurant right now. Might as well try it. And I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> this is exactly what he wants. And he, I was, like, asking him all these questions. Like, so who started this? He's like, well, not one person really started it. Like, all this stuff. I'm like, well... What was the first company? It's like, well, it's not really, there's not a company name. We all have different companies. I'm like, who was, what was the first branch of this thing? He's like, it's called Revolution America. It's made by this guy named Jared Cobb. And I was like, all right, I'll look, look up Jared Cobb later. And like, he's, I was like, so what does Jared Cobb do now? He's like, oh, well, he's a VP. And I was like, wait, what's a VP? He's like, oh, well, when you work here, we'll discuss that later. Cause, uh, up till now, it's there like was a Greek organization. Yeah, uh, up till now, there was only four positions that you could feasibly get. There was A, B, C, and D up to manager, and that's where you make all the money. But now there's this VP that I'm not allowed to know about, which means there's other things I'm probably not allowed to know about. Yeah. And I was like, and he kept saying things like, <clears throat> um, I was, he was like, when you sell an Xfinity thing, you get 60% of your sales at level, you get 60% of the sale at level one. And I was like, what happens to the other 40%? He's like, oh, it goes back to the office. I'm like, what, what what does that mean goes back to the office He's the like, office yeah and so that's basically where I was like okay this is definitely a pyramid scheme it's going to the top guy because 40% of your sales are going to the office which is just that one guy it's and Jared Cook Jared Cobb <laughs> oh my bad and um, there were 18 branches of this company in this same office park so if you're ever in an office park that's around a lake do not go in there and they're all called like do clash brash like radical and stuff and like they all sell different things this one sold xfinity some sell like stuff for the american humane society and stuff and it's just like if you ever go to walmart or best buy and see guys with ipads trying to sell you shit that's them (laughs) and like so there's 18 branches of this weird company in like this one place 
and you work six hours or six days a week for 10 hours a day and it's just like it's just super pyramid schemey like i looked i looked up into jared cobb he has like a bunch of like lawsuits against him and stuff like that nice but and i found this article that was like <laughs> verbatim the exact thing like the article was called devil corp industry and stuff like that and it's like <laughs> they'll invite you for a first interview they're not going to let you an- ask any questions it'll last about 2 minutes it'll last about 2 minutes second interview will be 8 to 9 hours you'll have a day in the life all this stuff they'll make you do all this shit try to convince you on commission sales and then eventually you'll be like level 1 and you're going to be working 6 hours or, or 10 hours a day 6 days a week selling some stupid product in a store working all on foot and you'll be doing that essentially for nine months. And then you might start making money or they'll just fire you after you've done it for a long enough time because they can fire you for no reason. And like it was just verbatim exactly what this company was. And the guy, I was like, hey, I don't think I'm going to accept the position. Thank you anyways. And he's like, why not? And I was like, I found this article and I was doing research on Jared Cobb. And he was like, who's Jared Cobb? And I said, you told me he was the guy who started it. He's like, well, Jared Cobb didn't start it. He was one of a group of people who started it. It's like, so you know who he is. Why'd you just say, who is Jared Cobb? And like, it's all really shady. So if you ever, moral of the story, I've been rambling for a while. Moral of the story, if you ever get an interview where they do two parts, second part is like a nine-hour day in the life, just don't go to it. It's not worth it. If it seems too good to be true, it definitely is too good to be true. You're not going to make millions of dollars. <sighs> Brad. Wow, 25 minutes already. Bingo. Bingo. <clears throat> All right, well, I think it's lunchtime. <laughs> lunchtime, we'll come back. <laughs> Take me to Zaxby's, leave me oh, in the yeah, car. Oh, yeah, we're going to Zaxby's. Just get it to go. <laughs> and they all just watched me eat. It was really uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, another fun story from that. The guy who was like the, the level one guy who was in the car, <laughs> who was selling stuff. Your on doppelganger. Yeah, yeah. On lunch, not, not the doppelganger. Doppelganger was like, oh, I'll be right back. And so I was eating lunch, and this level one guy was with me, and he was talking about it. He's like, man, why we always got to go to Zaxby's? And I was like, and he was like, I can't afford that. I haven't been paid yet because they don't pay you for the first three weeks. I'm like, oh, they don't? He's like, no. And you don't know how much you're making either because it's all based on effort. And, and like, it's not. Oh, that. my God. And, and he so was like, telling me all, he was like, telling me all this stuff. He's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to stick with them. Like, oh, yeah. And then other guy apparently was sitting within earshot, came in. He's like, hey, can I talk to you real quick? Took the other guy out. <laughs> I didn't talk to him for the rest of the day until right at the end. I was like alone with him again. He's like, man, this company's great. There's so much room for stuff. Like, I love it here. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's he, scary. He just took you back, gave you 50 <laughs> lashes. So and was like, like, <laughs> and it was like a weird, like, post a like dystopian company that I was like interviewing for <laughs> and like they all switched into like Xfinity t-shirts and I was wearing like a big like three-piece suit this entire time walking around a Best Buy looking like a jackass <laughs> and like all the Best Buy employees were looking at me like yeah you're gonna get roped into a pyramid scheme yeah like because I mean they go there every single day right I don't know why why does Best Buy let those freaking parasites go in I, there I don't know because it's like with Xfinity so like Xfinity probably like gives them some kind of money or something like oh here we'll give you a thousand dollars a month if you let us come sell xfinity and like their whole play is they walk up to you like hey can i help you find anything and they're like oh yeah all this stuff and so he kind of dicks around and tries to find like what you're looking for like oh yeah here's a charging cable by the way real quick best buy brought me out um and then they do a point they point somewhere in the store just like up and everyone always looks away they're not pointing to anything in particular it's just to distract you they go best buy brought me out for a promotion that's today and they like make it i don't know it's so much misdirection to try to and this guy got like six sales in one day 
like the good guy. The other guy had no idea what he was doing and got like one. Right. But like the first people that were there, I swore were actors because it went perfectly. Like he was like just like having a good time and like sold like a three piece package and like the be- like the best sale he could have done. Like I'm almost certain that there was like actors that were planted there to buy the Xfinity. <laughs> I don't know. So. But that was a 12-hour day of mine because I had to drive all the way to Dunwoody, which was like an hour and a half oh. away, and then drive back an hour and a half. And it was like my day off, and so I had to go back to working a 12-hour restaurant shift the next day. Boy, I'm yeah. sorry you had to do that. It was rough, but I knew it was a pyramid scheme going into it. I'm like, but there's like a 1% chance that it's not, and this could actually be like a real job, but it wasn't. Damn. Yep. Damn. <laughs> that That's my life. Yeah, I know someone... Wait... I don't know if I sh- You should say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um no, there's this uh person that uh went to school with who's definitely involved in a pyramid scheme right now. Uh it's just <laughs> My sister was involved in a pyramid scheme for a while, roading in fields and like mm. she thought it wasn't and stuff. I wonder if she still thinks it wasn't. I don't think she watches this, so she'll. They never. get brainwashed, dude. Oh yeah, like they get one hundred percent brainwashed. Like I want to join a like a. I don't want to join this ship pyramid scheme because this one is like the one that I was in. Excuse me. Was like a ton of walking and was like a different kind of pyramid scheme. I want to join a traditional one, but not go into it thinking I'm selling a product and helping people. I want to go into it knowing I'm screwing people over. <laughs> so I feel like that's how you become successful in pyramid schemes because I know every single marketing major in my college freshman year joined a pyramid scheme because this guy with a suit came in and was like, we're going to have a marketing meeting today. So all of them came in and was like, future salesmen, come to this meeting. And they were like, oh, okay, maybe I'll, I'll go to this. It's college. And then he was like, do you guys want to make $300 million an hour? And they're like, yes. yeah, we do. And he's like, just sign up under me. And then you just sell this stuff. It's so easy. And then they all signed up, and this guy's probably on a boat right now. A nice boat, not just a canoe, but unless he likes canoes. He might. I don't know. I didn't go to it. <laughs> but I just want to do that. I have one suit, just drive around to colleges and just get people to join whatever my pyramid scheme is. <laughs> you can make so much money doing that. You really can, man. Let's start one. Let's be the tip of a pyramid scheme. And we're going to call ourselves Vortex. Vortex. <laughs> That's a great one. Welcome to Vortex. Welcome to Vortex. You're Here's the our best magazine. fucking candidate I've ever seen in my life. We've never seen a salesman this good. We we need you on Vortex. We we wanted to extend you this offer before other candidates. We know <laughs> you'll get picked up by someone else. <laughs> What are we going to sell? Or say that we're, I mean, we're selling a pyramid scheme, but. We'll sell. Keychains. Bingo. <laughs> Keychains and glacier melted water from we'll, in, a, in a square bottle like Fiji. We'll say they're keychains and they boost your uh, 4G reception Ooh, on your phone. That's good. And then we just teach them how to sell it. Sell, we teach them how to sell the keychains. And then just get a bunch of lackeys to think they're selling keychains. <laughs> Vortex. But really, it just steals your information. <laughs> it's like a little USB drive that has the unique ability to copy every email it, it, that you ever it, it's send. It's like one of those, like, uh, it just steals your NFC information from your phone. It just, like, <laughs> steals all your, like, credit cards. <laughs> oh, my God. It's perfect. It's like bumping people where you just put your phone against like their wallet and steal their information. That, that happened to my girlfriend recently. She got like her bank account drained at, oh at, at an Auburn football game, but uh, the Bank of America or whatever is being War cool Dan. about it. Yeah, War Damn Eagle. <laughs>
There's a ton of Auburn people in Georgia. I think it's just because I mean it's closer than Georgia Southern is. Like, but I see I see way more Auburn flags than Georgia Southern flags. But I see probably equal amounts Auburn stuff to Georgia Tech. There's probably more UGA, but oh yeah, definitely. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of war damn people around here. Oh, absolutely. And then Alabama Crimson Tide fans have infested the entire Southeast. Yeah. I think it's just I think Alabama is so big into the Crimson Tide because they don't have an NFL team. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably. Like and uh, like I mean I guess yeah, I don't know who they would root for in the NFL like the Falcons maybe. Mhm. Falcons and Saints. Yeah, I guess Mississippi do they have any um Saints. Yeah. Saints all the way. Is that what Miss- is that who Mississippi goes for usually the Saints? Yeah, and it's kind of like um the same is true with like baseball. Really? You know, they don't really have anyone, so you know the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves kind of split the South. Really? Uh, There's only Atlanta Braves and Houston Astros are the only two baseball teams in the South. Yeah. Um, really? When you look, you know, that strip that's Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, Houston wow. being the farthest east of all the Texas that's teams. That's crazy. I didn't know there were no teams. I wonder why. Because it's, it's crazy, right? Because I mean, if Florida has. Like the Devil Rays or the Rays, whatever they're called. Yeah, now. they've got the Rays and the uh, Mar- uh, Marlins. Yeah, so but that's not really the South. That's kind of like Florida, it's Florida. <laughs> <laughs> whatever and, that thing is. And so I recently discovered, like this past year, like within the past six months, probably that the Falcons and the Saints are like a huge rival. Yeah, and like, and I never <clears throat> knew that or realized why. Is it just because they're playing for the same playoff position, or is it like? Uh, it's because they're both in the NFC South, mm-hmm. um, along with Tampa Bay and Carolina. Okay. And uh, I don't know how it developed into a rivalry. Um, but I mean, it's all fandom. Like the players don't care about yeah, the rivalry. Yeah, <laughs> the um, players probably like. I mean, even when they lose, they're probably a little upset. But like, they're they're going home to mansions and shit. I don't even know, man. I, watching the NFL, I wonder if they even get upset when they lose. I mean, the Super Bowl or like oh, yeah. or the, like the game right before the Super, the playoffs. I bet they would get upset there. But mm-hmm. regular games, like especially if you're on like the Cleveland Browns, just like I'm fucking. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do what we can. So being a Miami Dolphins, being a Cajun boy, do you like the Falcons or the Saints more? I prefer the Saints, really? but I was I was raised in Georgia, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm. I'm no I'm not proud enough to uh discredit the Falcons or anything yeah. like that. I like the Falcons. It's interesting that they're both Mercedes-Benz stadiums now too. I know. It so, only helps me be fans of both. An, yeah, you can just wear a Mercedes hat. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> that is what all of us do. I'm just a fan of cars. <laughs> I don't care about the team that plays here. <laughs> Dude, the new Mercedes-Benz stadium is super nice. The, I haven't been. It's like like I didn't like the Georgia Dome. I went to one Falcons game and it just felt like you were in a stadium. It was like, ugh. Mm-hmm. And then like I went to Mercedes Benz for two Atlanta United games. One of them I was in the Delta Club, which was like field level, and I got to stand on the field and shit, which was a whole different experience, which oh, was I amazing. Bet. Which I never really liked soccer until then. I'm like, all right, soccer's cool. Um, and but then I went and got the cheapest seats for a friend's birthday, and it was like twenty dollars seats, like the highest row you could be. But it was just like it's so open air and just feels like you're in like a mall that also just has a professional sporting event going on at the same time. <laughs> it was just like I don't know, it felt clean, like a lot of natural light and shit in there, and a lot of windows to let light in. And I like it, that. Yeah, that was kind of a weird beer joke. I was trying to do a lot of natural light. Oh, is that yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, a lot of light. A lot of light. But this guy likes his light. But yeah, it was super nice. 
I yeah. would, would recommend going. I don't know if I go to a Falcons game there. I don't really give a shit about football. <laughs> but I love football. I'd love to. I think I will go to a Falcons game this year. I'm, I'm fired up on it right now. Yeah. Um, they got a new black spokesperson. It, <laughs> it used to be Samuel L. Jackson, but then was it? Yeah, it was Samuel L. Jackson, wasn't it? I don't. I don't know. No, it was it. I don't know. But we lo- we didn't win, and now they have. Fuck, I can't remember who it was. It's a rapper now, I think. I don't know. It's just the new hype commercial. Uh, for uh, a second, I was going to say Al Roker. I know it's not Al Roker. <laughs> Here's what's happening in your neck of the woods, Falcon. I feel like that's just kind of their thing. They, it's very pandery. It's like, all right, Atlanta, we got to get real Atlanta people. I don't know. That's just rappers. speculation. Rappers, yeah. It was. It definitely was Samuel L. Jackson, and it was like Falcons Rise Up, and he had like a chorus behind him. Oh, yeah. And, and now I remember is that. It, is it 50 Cent? I don't know. But it's someone prom- – I didn't recognize them, and someone's like, oh, did you see it was this? I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And so I think they're just kind of going with yeah. black celebrities. It's kind of like – Well, <laughs> Atlanta-based probably. Mm. There's no shortage of rappers from Atlanta. Oh, yeah. It'd be really cool if they got uh, Donald Glover or something. Yeah. yeah. Is he from Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He has a show called Atlanta, too. Yeah. Candler Road, baby. I went to a film festival once, and it was like a kind of a student film festival, and um, – I can't remember who was supposed to be there. It was the guy. He was in The Godfather and shit. Um, he was in Meet the Fockers. He's, he's a dad in those movies. Oh, yeah. I can't think of his name right now, but he was supposed to be there, and he just didn't show up, which is kind of <laughs> shitty. But That's then, really shitty. And, like, the opening ceremony, they're like, do you guys like Donald Glover? And we're like, yes. And they're like, do you like Childish Gambino? We're like, yeah, we like Same him. Person. And they're like, well, he uses this website too and stuff like that. Oh, like, man. Like, yeah, like we all thought he was about to come out and do 3005 and we were about to like... Yeah, freaking sweatpants, I baby. Yeah. <laughs> man, that would... That'd be awesome. I've always wanted to be... You like see YouTube videos of concerts that there's like a surprise visit from mm-hmm. someone huge, like yeah. freaking Kanye or something. My, my uh, girlfriend's brother and sister went to Liz. You know who Lizzo is. Yeah, they yeah. went to a Lizzo concert in uh, USF. It was like their student concert, and Beyonce was the surprise opener. Like what? That, that like didn't that doesn't happen. No one knew she was coming. It was just Beyonce opened up for Lizzo. It's like that's geez, awesome. that's like one of the biggest musicians of all time. It's just like. Hey, I'm here, and everyone's like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember I went and saw Big Sean at um, Music Midtown a few mm-hmm. years ago, and he started doing uh, "Mercy." Uh, you know that song? Uh, I recognize the title, but I don't. Yeah, recognize- it's got all that like. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's supposedly if you play it backwards, it's like a satanic oh. prayer or something. No, I'm sure there's videos of it, mm. but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they started doing that, and like everyone around me was like, "Holy shit, is Kanye about to come out?" Oh like, yeah, did he? No, <laughs> no. Fuck yeah, Kanye. I went to. I can never remember this guy's name. He's like a white rapper. Um, name the white rappers. Go, not Eminem. Mac Miller. No. Uh, G Easy. G Easy. That's who it was. Man. And um, he was at Music Midtown. And he was just trash the entire really? time. Like he spent, Wait, he was trash he, he, or he was He, he trash? was trash. <laughs> like, it was just terrible. And, like, he spent half his set going, fuck Donald Trump, fuck Donald Trump. And it was like, all right, we get it. 
<laughs> just play some music. Yeah. I came here to not listen to politics. Yeah, I did not come here for politics. And I saw Logic, and it was, I guess, when Logic was smaller because it, he was, like, on a not a main stage at, like, 2 o'clock at Music Midtown. Oh. And it was by far the worst perform live performance I've ever seen anyone do in my life. <laughs> it was just this, this white dude who kept going, I'm a white man, I'm a black man trapped in a white man's body. Whoa. I didn't have that strong African-American figure in my life. It's like, yeah, because you're a white guy. <laughs> yeah, because your parents were white. <laughs> I think he's technically mixed, but I don't know. I don't think he is. No, I but um, <laughs> um, he kept... He like was like, "Are there any birthdays in the crowd?" And like everyone <laughs> raised their hand. He's like, "What's your name, sweetie? What's your name?" And he was like, and he's like, "Happy birthday, Carolyn." Any other birthdays? And any birthday? And he went from being like, "Yeah, I'm so hot." What's your What's your name, sweetie? And then he started checking people's IDs to make sure that it was actually their birthday. And it went on for like so like twenty that. minutes. It was like way too long, and it was just trash. And I've never liked Logic since. I just like that one line. I don't want to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> um. One of the worst experiences was also at Music Midtown. Um, it's just not a good festival. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. Well, some of my best experiences with music were also there, so that's one thing. Yeah. But, um, we went and saw this weird Canadian indie band called the Strombellas. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an Italian restaurant. <laughs> they're, they're really, their music is not horrible. I should say that, but they were so awkward on the, the stage. They, the lead singer at one point was like, there was like some, I don't remember all their names, but there was some guitarist named like Ronnie and they were like, all right, everybody, Ronnie thinks that the boys are a lot louder than the girls yeah. in this crowd. And then uh, he was like, but I disagree. I think the ladies are a lot louder. And everyone's just silent. And everyone's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then he says, um, he's like, all right, when I raise my hand, I want all the guys to yell as loud as you can. And these are like in between sets. And he'd like raise his hand if he would be like, ah. I feel like he was just kind of copying what 21 Pilots did to get big because I hate 21 Pilots, but like. <laughs> on the record, I hate on 21 the record, Pilots. But I've seen a lot of like. Like their like old stuff, like their old like live mm -hmm. shows, and they're very good at crowd oh. participation. Oh like, yeah, like they they get people going, and that's definitely how they got so mm -hmm. big so fast because their music's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I thought their early music was okay, but definitely this recent album is some of the I most I angsty, cringy things <laughs> um, I've ever heard. Speaking of music, Midtown and Twenty One Pilots, I was actually. I would say the worst performance I saw was Logic. The worst experience I've ever had at a live show was <laughs> 21 Pilots. They were like main state, like headlining that oh, day. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And I had like the worst migraine I've ever had in my <laughs> life because like it was like my first music festival. Or no, it wasn't my first one, but like oh, I just you didn't, didn't have that stamina built up. No, because I went to like Warp Tour and Rockstar Energy Mayhem Fest. <laughs> but uh, that was, that was the, <laughs> terrible. Um, but. I didn't like eat until I, it was like, oh shit, I haven't eaten in 12 hours. And so, like, my oh, body yeah. was already starting to shut down. And, like, I had like the worst migraine. I was just laying in the grass, like, covering my eyes. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> 21 Pilots. <laughs> and it was just like my least favorite music playing. I'm like, Maggie, we need to go now. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, we did God. go, and it was nice <laughs> after we left. Yeah, you went to like McDonald's or something? No, we just went home and went to sleep. <laughs> That's probably better for you. Yeah, I think it was. 
Oh, it was also because that was the first time I ever did dabs was at that music midtown. And so like I was just like super high, like way higher than I wanted to be. Uh, yeah. And like didn't wasn't eating, didn't probably didn't drink nearly enough water and I was just like, uh twenty one pilot. Well that's the worst part. There's like one water fountain in that entire damn park <laughs> with a line park. that's going out the like yeah. gate on the other side of the park and then you can you can go get a water bottle from the bar, but it's $30. The next day, I was like a dad on vacation. Like, everyone got water. You drinking water? All right. We got sunscreen on. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, we're going to eat at 3 o'clock. Everyone synchronize your watches. <laughs> on military time. Yeah. Mine is on military time. You can't tell now because it's 11, 16. Mine's analog, so. Ooh. Wow. I had an analog watch for a while, and it was like right after I switched from digital, and people would ask me the time. I'd be like, <laughs> Four o'clock. <laughs> it, it took me a second. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I saw Twenty One Pilots live in the Infinite Energy Arena. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great performance. It was very fun. Yeah, they I mean, it, they, they probably did a, a good live show, but that was just I was in a terrible <laughs> space. Oh yeah, I went. Um, well, my music Midtown experience. Uh, what year did you go? I went in 2016. Okay, you went the year after. Yeah. Um, so headliners were um, the first day, Bruno Mars and Weezer. Um, so I went and saw Bruno Mars. <laughs> we uh, didn't want to see a 40-year-old guy still trying to be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Once with these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I went and saw Bruno Mars, which was a really cool show at the beginning and at the end. In the middle, it was like all of his love songs. Oh, yeah. And he was like very Lucky for you, that's what I like. <laughs> exactly. And he was like really pandering to like the ladies he, in the He's crowd. like three foot five. He's like super oh, yeah. short. Like in all of his music videos, if he's with another person, one of them is leaning up against the car if they're on the same shot together or leaning up against something. Oh yeah. Like because he doesn't want to look short. <laughs> no. That... I, I actually really like Bruno Mars. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He was very interesting. And like especially when he got more Motowny, like did that whole like treasure. Like kinda <laughs> like it sounded like you were listening yeah. to like a Michael Jackson like deep cut. And it was oh yeah, it was good. Let me tell you, Uptown Funk. Uptown Funk was fun. Uptown Funk. Oh yeah. Pop pop, it's showtime. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he had like a bunch of dancers. Twenty four karat magic. <laughs> oh, that one was fun too. But he had a bunch of dancers up there that were really fun. He had like a name for them. They were like his his crew. Mm-hmm. It was like the Bruno Mars Twenty Four Karat Girls, or something <laughs> like that. They were a bunch of dudes. They were like all the these Twenty Four Karat Boys. Like, yeah, the Twenty Four Karat <laughs> Boys. They were all these like Jack dudes that could do sweet flips and stuff. Damn. But yeah, there was one sequence where he was like pretending like he was on a phone call, getting broken up with, mm-hmm. like into the mic, and he's like, you know, like, baby, do you want me to sing to you? And all the girls in the crowd. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> oh my god sing to us and like they're all just broke up with their boyfriends to yeah, get sung to literally breaking up with their boyfriends in that moment <laughs> um, in this moment we're not together <laughs> mama's gonna lose herself <laughs> <laughs> if he takes me up on stage I'll do whatever he says <laughs> oh. <laughs> man grenade grenade was cool too yeah yeah that's a good track yeah, but uh, then the next day, the headliners were um, Mumford and & Sons, and I think it was uh, Blink-182, maybe? I guarantee everyone at Blink-182 were wearing Converse, and everyone at Mumford & Sons were wearing Chacos. <laughs> <laughs> I was up there in my Chacos. Yep, I didn't see. Yeah, we went, we went to that stage, though. 
they were um, playing at eight, and they were going eight to ten. So it was really, a, that's it was a long a set. Nice set. Did um, you did you get there like super early? Like oh, sit through the fir- the show before to yeah, get the front. Yeah, we got there at one o'clock in the afternoon for Mumford and Sons. For Mumford and Sons. Wow. And so we just pushed our way up all day until we were at the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, I, I didn't care about any of the bands there enough to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, I was there for Mumford and Sons, and I, okay. that was my best concert experience really? ever. Oh my god. I really like going to fish concerts, but that's like a whole different thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I really like uh, live shows, like just like live shows at bars too, like bands that oh, aren't yeah. like huge. Like, I don't know. It's just, it feels, it's just so cool. Like having like not a huge packed arena, just like maybe a hundred people mm-hmm. there, like just vibe into this like small oh, group. Yeah. Like Judah and the Lion. I saw them in a sit- uh, in a setting like that and they really? were really fun. My mom, going back to Bruno Mars, she called his success like- Right when Billionaire, like it was before Billionaire came out, she's like, yeah. oh, this guy Bruno Mars, he's going to be the next big one. And I, we were like, okay. What did he have before Billionaire? It was like some, it was just like some deep cut or something like that. I don't even know. But she like heard it on like 95.5 The Beat or something. <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't like Pharrell who started as a rapper and now <laughs> sings Happy. <laughs> but um, Clap along. It's such a good song. I really hated it for a while when everyone was doing those, like, happy, like, just running through the halls oh. and stuff like that. They did one at North Forsyth did one. I remember that. I think I refused to be in it. <laughs> or, no, I think I probably was in it. I don't know, because it was in the broadcasting class, and that's who made it. It's always, you can get out of stupid projects like that by being still in it, but acting like you don't want to be in it. Yeah, be So the you guy can be the like, person that's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a good time. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we've been talking for damn near 50 minutes now, so I think it's a good time to wrap up. Hot dog. Thanks for being on, Joey. You know, I had a great time. You know, thank you, listeners, for listening. We're available on YouTube, Spotify, most podcast websites. I don't know if we're on Apple Play anymore because I recently switched uh, syndication companies, so we're still trying to figure that out. Um, you <laughs> it's can all fo- pyramid <laughs> You can follow the podcast Apple. page at zesty underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Joey at whatever your ad is. It's all right. At Joey <laughs> at Becknell. Joey Becknell. Spelled J-O-E-Y-B-E-C-N-L. E-L. Mm. Don't follow the other one. That guy's a fuck. Yeah, good dude's a loser. And you can follow me at Tony underscore of the Shire on Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. I'm sorry. Thank you for listening. Make sure to smash that MF like button and throw a subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And we will see you on the next one.